This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Otago Access Radio, in partnership with Otago Polytech, brings you Blowing Bubbles. Blowing Bubbles brings you positive conversations with people in their bubbles around the world. How are people living their bubble lives? Working from home, keeping kids entertained, and staying connected and getting exercise. And how are these things presenting us with the opportunities to find new ways of living? Every weekday, the Sustainable Lens team of Samuel Mann, Shan Gallagher and Mara Karatai reach out from their bubbles to chat with interesting and positive people around the world. Broadcast on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz and sustainablelens.org. Bringing connection, joy, kindness and peace in the days ahead. Welcome to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. I'm Samuel Mann in Sawyer's Bay, Dunedin, and I am joined from Fakatane by Mawera Karatai. Kia ora, Mawera. Kia ora, Sam. How's it going? It's going very well indeed. How was your weekend? Uh, it was good. Sunday was a busy day at Onipu Mountain Bike Park where I got to cook sausages, so I'm very happy. I spent the weekend reading. I think I got to the end of the internet. Nice After a nice day on Saturday, it was pretty disgusting on Sunday. And I've learnt something. Would you like to know what I've learnt? Yes. I've learnt a mnemonic for the Great Lakes. Would you like to know what it is? Oh, yes. Okay. Lisa likes licking llama lemonade. Would you like to know how that works? Yes. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Yes. Lake Superior, Lake Michigan. They all start with Lake. Lake Huron, Lake Erie, Lake Ontario. That's Isn't that useful? Cool. That's very cool. <laughs> We now, better which inter- is the biggest of them? Superior. It's got the obvious name. Oh. <laughs> of course. And who are we introducing today? It is my great pleasure to introduce Benton Glassy. Uh, Benton is a support worker who works with intellectually disabled people. He's a creative. And he is described by our lovely Tahu as a genius musician, which of course puts him in the same category as the late Brian Viglione from the Dresden, uh, Dresden Dolls and Freddie Mercury from Queen. So that's three people in the last few days that I have heard referred to as a genius mu- musician. We are very honoured to have you here and thanks for joining us, Enton. Thank you for uh, thank you for having me. Those are some big shoes to, to fill. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> No, no, none at all. So, Benton, we've been asking people how their bubble life was, has been, and their traffic lights. How was your bubble life? Um, my bubble life was uh, good, to be to be honest. Um, we, uh, I work at a, at a day service uh, for people with um, intellectual disabilities, uh, and we uh, had to close uh, because we couldn't obviously go to people's houses and whatnot. Um, so. I pretty much had that first lockdown period off where I uh, got stuck into into the garden, um, and uh, yeah, that was a, a nice opportunity to um, really get some perspective on on things. So I was very for- I, was a, I was one of the fortunate few that, that didn't have to do some kind of um, you know continuation of work from at home, or I, I don't have kids or anything, so I didn't have that to wrangle or, or what whatnot. So yes, no, I was very fortunate actually. Did you go back to work straight away after the lockdown? Yes, yeah, we, we got back in as soon as we could. Um, and uh, I also work at a, an art studio in Dunedin called Studio 2. Um, and we 
uh, got some, we did, when we went to level three, I think it was, uh, we, we ended up getting some artists packs of, you know, supplies and whatnot out to all of our um, artists who, who wanted them and needed them and, and just trying to really did keep those kind of communication lines uh, open um, because it's, you know, a big, big part of, of kind of what we do is that social aspect. So, How did you manage to, or did you manage to connect them remotely? Um, not so much. We mostly, uh, we mostly uh, phoned and, and, and had just, just had some really wonderful chats and just kind of kept in touch and we, we'd deliver contactless, of course, um, supplies. Um, and as you, know, as you, you, you may know, people with um, disabilities are more highly likely to, more, in the more vulnerable kind of uh, subcategory of people when it comes to COVID. So, um, we had to be extra, uh, careful and, and whatnot, but you yeah, know, it's, it all kind of went by with, uh, without a hitch and it was. People seem to have a fairly mixed experience, and I can't can't speak for everyone, but yeah, I think we did all right. And did people want to explore COVID through art, or, or did the art provide an escape from, or a vehicle for not not dealing with COVID? Um, a bit of both, actually. It's a it's a really good question. Um, so we uh, we had a we. Um, exhibition i guess you could call it in our windows uh, we're on cargill's corner um just uh, leading up to kind of getting that that vaccine ramped up um you know but in those early days when the vaccine was first rolling out just to kind of raise awareness around it and to kind of you know uh make people feel a bit less a bit less scared by it um but also at this by the same token uh we we kind of had a bit of a we, we did get to a point where we did ask people to you know maybe have only a, a few short conversations about COVID because that's just all everyone was talking about and it was on everyone's minds all the time and you know like it's it, it could be very um you know uh, present people's uh, experiences so yeah it's a mixed mixed bag and how is everybody now good good i i, I think and i hope um <laughs> we yeah we we really kind of um i'd like to say that we're what we do is therapeutic but not therapy um and it's you know it's just like dancing or uh, you know reading a book or playing music or um, any of those kind of artistic pursuits um creating visual art is uh, a way to kind of just meditate in a way you know like to to, to kind of like let you into that that flow state and, and just be just being creative is just really good for your soul so um yeah that's kind of our that's our aim process of a product so to speak Let's take the first of your music choices. Let's have a Jacob Collier all night long. Why this one? Um, because Jacob Collier is a magical uh, musical fae creature, and he uh, is truly uh, an incredible. I would highly recommend checking him out if you haven't had the chance. And this is him doing a cover of Lionel Richie's uh, All Night Long. Um, and, yeah, no, you'll, you'll hear it for yourself. It's, it's just so deeply layered and uh, it's a musical experience.
the time has come to raise the roof and have some fun. Throw away the work to be done. Let the music play on. Everybody sing and everybody dance. Lose yourself in wild romance. We're going to party, come fiesta. All night. 
That sounds like a group of people having a good time. It, it certainly is. It certainly is. Benton, the work that you do with people who have uh, who have those intellectual challenges, that requires a pretty extraordinary personality type, I think. And obviously, you have that, and and that plays out in so many aspects of your life. What what drew you to that work in particular? Um. It's a funny story. I um I had friends who um recommended uh the workplace for me. They they'd worked there previously and they uh approached me because they were leaving to go overseas or to do other jobs and they said, um, you should come and work here because we think you'd be great at it. Um a, a lot of people who work um in the disability sector, um, you know, like especially kind of like um wheels on the on the road kind of uh service facing uh, a lot of people have uh, you know some experience of disability or you know, family they've got blood in the game like it's um it's uh, there aren't many people who come in without any kind of experience and i'm one of those people and i've never really had any kind of like um what's the right word uh people in my life growing up who who had any kind of uh, uh intellectual disabilities or physical disabilities um so it was it was really wonderful and uh, challenging to begin with, to be honest, uh, to 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 really get involved. But um, I've been doing this work for nearly a decade now, and um, it is like the, the, just the best possible thing that I can be doing. I love every second of it, and it's I'm just very very grateful, honestly, to have to have found my way uh, into this kind of work. What do you think would be the most important characteristics in a person? Um, to make them best suited to that work, an open mind, I would I would say, um, a, a willingness to um, kind of take uh, you know their expectations and their perception of of what life is and, and what reality is, and, and be able to um, really consider that it is very very different for for lots of different people, um, and just patience and, and a willingness to to make the best of any given situation, to be honest. Do you think that those are things that you're born with, that, that way of being and that way of thinking, that approach, is it a thing that we can teach or is that just, are they intrinsic things in, in a character? Um, 
It's a really interesting question. Um, and I find that uh, the, I would say the answer is that both. Um, some people are naturally more compassionate, I guess you'd say. Um, but it's I've, I've, I've firsthand, you know, seen and, and been involved with people, you know, having their lives changed in really positive and uh, incredible ways, just through through experience and through putting being able to put themselves out there and, and experience something new. Um, and yeah, no, it's. It's interestingly enough, actually, there's a lot of musicians who do this kind of work as well. Um, like I, I have a, a couple of friends who do do similar work, and um, yeah, it always it's one of those little things in life that you're like, hmm, I just wonder if that's like a common characteristic for for you know like musicians and having that kind of ability to, to collaboratively kind of you know um, undertake something that's not necessarily um, as simple as just having it having it written out like it's like a uh, being, being able to communicate in lots of different kind of ways as you could say it's funny that you should say that because today on my face uh, yesterday i think was on my facebook i posted this little poster i posted it before blessed are the weird people the poets and misfits the artists the writers and the music makers the dreamers and the outsiders for they force us to see the world differently so i reckon you hit the nail on the head there because if if you're working with people who see the world differently and you see the world differently. It doesn't matter that you don't see the same. You just know the, the, the different part. Yeah, How... no, yeah, totally. And, and, and what, what makes us different is, is what's so wonderful about us. It's the, you know, like it's that, that, that biodiversity that you need to thrive in any given kind of environment. The world is becoming so uh, screen-driven so centered on self uh where we're we're looking at this little box in our world that that contains our world and forms so much of how we see everything and i i feel like compassion is is dying in humanity do you have kind of observations like that that's really sad to hear um <laughs> and i hope you i hope you don't Feel that way for long because I I definitely feel different. It's um I, I definitely agree though. Um, I've actually gotten rid of my Facebook. I've I've gotten rid of um, all social media that I'm not kind of choosing to um to engage with, so to speak. Uh, a lot of social media is passive. You just get fed stuff and there's the, the bottomless scroll. You know that thumb workout that we all do. <laughs> um and uh, yeah, it's it's it does lead to kind of insular kind of almost selfish uh, behavior um from people because um it makes makes it you know like it makes you feel special for being you know, all that kind of stuff and there's nothing not that there's nothing wrong what, what should I, how, I, how do i say this without putting my foot in my mouth um <laughs> it's it's important to um feel good about being yourself and feel good about being you but it's also um being an, a member of your community is something that we've kind of moved away from in a way. Uh, I can't say that I know my neighbours like in the nearest five houses to me as well as I should, you know? Like that's, and I think that might be something that's coming across, um, you know, a lot of a lot of our kind of society, I guess you could say, is, is we, we used to come from small towns and villages and, and stuff where everyone knew everyone else. We we are still those social animals, you know, we, we still do so, still have those behaviours, but they're kind of just, they're coming out in different ways. Um, and I guess it's about how to, how to engage with that and recognize it and do something about it. There's a, um, I didn't actually mean to start talking to you about social media today, but it just seems this is where our conversation is. So 
another interesting observation I've made recently is, and, I, and I've seen the impact on the disability community from this, is people, the keyboard warrior who sits there and writes abusive, offensive things um, behind their keyboard. But in small communities like what we have in New Zealand, it doesn't take long until you have a real-life encounter with those people and find that they're not like that. So we, how do we make people accountable and, and understand the impact on, on those disabled people and, and how they feel about themselves? It's a real... It, the, the internet and technology is a real double-edged sword because you've got the anonymity of, of being a faceless person on the, on the internet and just being able to let all of your kind of like knee-jerk responses, you know, control your actions and inflammatory stuff gets more traction and all those kinds of things. And I just, I guess I don't, I don't, I don't think people see how it impacts people's lives in, in the same way. It's very much like it comes from that kind of high school, just, you know, kids being mean because they don't understand that it's, uh, the, the, you know, the effects that it has um, to, to the other people. And sometimes it's not until you're on the other end of it that you kind of take a moment to think about it or, or whatnot or... It's it's a that's a it's a fantastic question though, and that's that's if we could if we could kind of get to the bottom of that, I think we'd solve a lot of <laughs> a lot a lot of problems in this world um, actually. Do you think that that um, learning how to endure though that that negativity and those really those unpleasant interactions online is hardening us to real life encounters as well? Are we are we dealing with more stuff or becoming oversensitive to stuff? Um, which is the other, you know, the other end of the spectrum. Um, because of that, is it changing how we interact socially as real people in the real world? So that's a great question. I think it also dif it also um, affects different people, uh, like different age people, differently. I think because I think that kids and, and and young and younger people, or just anyone who spends a lot more time um, and who's a lot more accustomed to an online social environment. Uh, is probably potentially a lot more keyed to to having negative connotations to that. Whereas if you, you know, if you guys saw a, a bad comment on your uh, interview video or whatever, you're like ah. Um, and uh, yeah, just just kind of being able to take a step back and and, and look at it subjectively, I think, is, is something that maybe. Um, and I'm I really don't know what I'm talking about here in terms of like I don't have any um, like written evidence or anything, but um, yeah, like I just I think that um, it's uh, it's hard to 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 get a get a step removed when that's your world. Yeah, I guess. And while you might not have you might not have written a book about this or or it's, you know read a paper about it, you are having a lived experience of it. Working oh, we with all are. Who are extremely vulnerable, and helping them to overcome these immense challenges, and that's so admirable. Well, I, I think it's. Um... It's, it's something that's really interesting, actually, to me. When I first started doing doing this work, um, is how how often people would say, "Oh, that, that must be so rewarding," and um, you know, it must be such a, a a good kind of you know like feel good kind of job. And and like obviously they're you know right. It's it's it does. It feels great to pe treat people with kind of basic human dignity and respect. Like I, I, it's 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 interesting because I I see that the the, the level of um, you know, like care and love and, and whatnot. I I give in, in my work and um, just in my in my day to day. I think that should like that for me is the the bottom. That's the bar. You know, like you need to like I'm I'm not doing every time I do stuff. I can always do better and I can always be better. And um, it's it's so interesting um, that that bar is is very different for a lot of different people. Um, but yeah, 
I'm very, uh, and I'm very, and, and I'm just, I think gratitude's a big part of it as well. I'm very, very lucky and I'm very, very fortunate. I'm, yeah, I'm just so very, uh, very fortunate to be doing this kind of work and be spending time, like a, a lot of my day, with people who are very much themselves. Is something that I've, I've found um, in working in the disability sector is that you you work with people who don't sometimes have as many social kind of uh, barriers as as we do, you know. Like, uh, and there's there's not not as much small talk. It's just straight into the you know what do you love and what drives you and you know what what's been happening and and how you're feeling and and it's really pure and um, uh, you know like it's it's just who people are and that's just so wonderful to to be able to engage with um, all of the time, um, you know. Bubble Sprite of the Forest of Orokanui, Dunedin's favourite goddess, Tahu Mackenzie. Kia ora koutou, nā mihi aroha nui kia koutou, ko tāwahau. I hope you're all having the best day. Beautiful superstars in your beloved universes. And I really hope, wherever you are, whatever's happening around you, this journey that we're all on together has proven to be very rewarding very sustaining and illuminating for you more and more each day. Who you are, a triumph of nature's art, perfect, unique and here, making things better. Thank you. Now I know for us all, the last more than two and a half years have been very tough and we've had to do our best to persevere and get through these tricky times. And it's so important that we acknowledge how far we've come, the kindness and compassion that we have been able to show to ourselves and each other, and how it's important that this is an ongoing approach, that we are always looking for ways to share our kindness, share our compassion with ourselves and with each other, so we can continue to valiantly move forward together. Now the guest on the show today is one of my favourite people in the whole world and such a beautiful and amazing person, Ben Tonglasi, and I'm very lucky to have known and loved him for more than 10 years and he's been a part of my band, Tahun the Takahes, over that time and he's just the most amazing bass player in the whole world so of course I'm very very lucky to have him in the band and more than any of that he's a wonderful wonderful kind caring compassionate peaceful and inspiring person a bell of mindfulness and a real inspiration to us all he's so kind and so capable in terms of harmonizing and alleviating sources of tension and discord, sources of worry and unease. He's a great harmonizer and great healer. Very, very fortunate to have him here in Aote Stunied and doing the great work that he does. And this ability to really give each individual the opportunity to shine and share their creative energy, feel encouraged, feel confident, feel seen, feel appreciated, feel free to express themselves. All these gifts that Benton is drawing forth from those around him, those beautiful innate gifts are so precious and 
for many people need encouragement in order to come forward. And particularly in working in the arts and creating safe spaces for people to express themselves. It's so important again to make sure that all the support is there for all of those involved and Benton is very good at making sure everybody feels supported and involved with conversations and decision-making processes. He's achieved all kinds of amazing creative projects and involving the community, involving all kinds of different people and inspiring them to work together really harmoniously. So we're just so lucky to have him here. And I'm so happy he could be part of the show. And this is something I really love about the show, that there's people all over the world being talked to. And of course, every single one of their stories is so different and so inspiring. But yet we find these beautiful threads of commonality that we can weave together. And this process of Raraga Korirua is so rewarding to have that sense of connection, to have that sense of common ground, particularly in times that can feel unsettling and divisive. It's so wonderful to have these beautiful positive stories and beautiful positive outlooks being celebrated. So I want to say a huge thank you to Sam and the whole Blown Bubbles team and to Ben Tom for being completely amazing. And I have great respect and love and admiration for you all. Thank you all for what you're sharing every day and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks so much. Kakite. Thank you, Tahu. You are listening to Blowing Bubbles. We're talking with Benton Glassy. Benton, you have the pleasure of playing in a band with Tahu. I do. Um, talking about gratitude, uh, very, very fortunate to be part of uh, part of Tahu's uh, life. Uh, I play bass guitar in her band, Tahu and the Takahes, our band. So yeah, the people's band. <laughs> There's quite a number of us, actually. Have you been out and about playing? Um, well, yes, we, we recently played at the uh, Nook and Cranny Music Festival um, at the uh, Public Library, which was fantastic. Um, would highly recommend uh, checking that out on social media. Um, but yeah, no, we, as uh, t- you know, talking about bubbles and COVID and whatnot, we, uh, music's really taken a bit of a kidney punch um, in terms of, you know, live gigs and, and events and whatnot. Um, and we haven't played so much. Um, I, I, I'm not sure if this is like leaking it or whatever, but we do have an album that we've been with um, and we've got that kind of, you know, uh, gestating away, uh, like a like an egg that that we're sitting on, so to speak. Um, good metaphor. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 due to be um, hatching uh, sometime soon, actually. So uh, do keep an eye out. For we that. shall most definitely do that. The theme of our show is positive, but not deluded. It happened by accident, um, but then over the last couple of months, people have somebody forgotten who it was has convinced us to add or to change it slightly to positive with a dash of deluded. Oh yeah. What do you see as the role of the of having a positive mindset? Well, it's, it's such an important part of um, important part of life. Tahu's a prime example of um, it's having. 
the, ability, the ability to have a positive outlook, see a silver line, um, you know, take take something, anything, uh, and you know, know that it's temporary and, and have that ability to, um, you know, be positive about stuff. Um, really, you if you exist in that space, then you exist in that space. You know, like that's um, that's something that you, I believe, should uh, at least try attempt to do because worst case scenario. You don't do it, and you're in the same spot. And you know, best case scenario, you have a wonderful time. Like it's a it's a win win. Um, so, yeah, positive positivity and love. Are, um, I've got some opinions about that. I think everyone, uh, yeah, everyone should be uh, able to to really embrace love and have it in their life in all kinds of ways. Is that something that we can learn? Um, I think learning to recognize it. Yeah, yeah. Learning to gratitude is a big part of that as well. Um, definitely, you can learn. There's there's a lot you can learn actually. In fact, I'm not sure if there's much you can't learn. Is now, it something now we I'm can getting, now? I'm, now I'm being deluded. <laughs> <laughs> but is it, is it something we can practice and get better at? Oh yes, of course. Yeah, definitely. Every day. Why not? Once again, what's worse that can happen? You know, <laughs> you laugh more. You know, you smile. You get wrinkled lines on your eyes. I mean, oh, my goodness, how terrible. Working with people with disabilities, learning disabilities, is it hard to to sort of find the balance of encouraging the the achievements and and wanting to push to to achieve more? Um, is it challenging? Uh, not necessarily. No, I wouldn't say that it's challenging to um to be uh, upbeat and positive. And I think as well, it's it's what you set your expectations at um, to achieve, and 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 you know, like having that positive attitude for positive outcomes um, at uh, any level, really. So if it's a very very small achievement that you know that can be celebrated, if it's a big achievement, you celebrate it too, and that's um, motivation to 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 do stuff. Uh, I find that really uh, quite interesting because there's lots of things that motivate us to uh, to do tasks and to to interact with people and to you know, go outside of our comfort zone. Um, and, yeah, and there are some really wonderful and holistic ways to, to do that. Um, so, and it's, it's always a new experience. I don't, I can't say that I've ever had the same experience twice in terms of, um, you know, achieving things or how, helping people to, to be the best, you know, selves they can be. So, Benton, last week we had Julia on, Julia and the, the party crew, and I was blown mm. away. I was so... I was so amazed. In, in fact, I, I'm, I've been telling people I've been totally inspired by this this young woman. Yeah, she's a huge inspiration. But how is that? It's it's it, it blew my mind. It really did. <laughs> of of this person um, who is, is this person who is quiet and reserved and doesn't like talking about herself and is hesitant and a bit hesitant in her speech and has a crew of. Of, of lemurs, one of whom could be a stand-up comic. Yep. And is yep. articulate and f- funny and quick, and it, I, I was just yeah. blown away. No, I, I, I totally um, know what you're talking about. Um, it's it's phenomenal to, to, to meet people like Julia, and she she um, she's really kind of grown. She, she first started doing radio show stuff with um, the Connections radio show. So I work at Connections and Corsafine, that's the, the centre that I work at, and host a wee show called Connections Collections. And Julie would come up and, and at the time, uh, instead of uh, 
before her party lemmas, uh, she had a, a, a bee called Buzzy the Bee, um, who was also equally as articulate and funny and, um, and friendly. Um, and um, yeah, she, uh, with you know the help of Buzzy, um, and you know subsequently the, the party lemmas just is, is incredibly engaging and, and confident. And um, it there was a there was a point at which I remember her mum, I think, telling me about like trying to um, not use the you know like not not have the lemurs or or, or, or Buzzy um, so much and trying trying to get Julia to talk more herself and um, and then there was a point at which she kind of like you know, um, had the realization that's like actually is this is this a harmful thing is this is this not actually can this not be used as a beneficial tool for you know having confidence and and, and really being engaging and stuff and um, from from I feel like from that moment it really flourished and it, it's just become this this beautiful aspect of, of Julia um, and the party lemurs are just the coolest people that you'll ever meet man they're just so funny and they've always got great um, they've got incredible uh, little quips and raps and um, we do music uh, at the art studio on a on a Monday morning and um, yeah the party lemurs are always quick with a line or a rap or a, a lyric or coming up with a, a great name for a song that we're making or, or whatnot and um, yeah it's Part of part of the Julia experience, she is an inspiration. You're you're totally right, and you get to experience and encourage, channel. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. that energy. Get, get to, yep, get to get to be part of of Party Lemurs. You know, like space. I'm lucky to be part of the Party Lemur. You know, space because they're um, just fantastic. Actually, we're and and you know, as you know, Julia does her own radio show. Um, and, and going full circle, she's actually going to be interviewing uh, Tahu. In fact, this interview will be this Wednesday uh, at 10 a.m. Uh, it'll be the Positivity Show, so feel free to check that out. We shall do. Let's take the second of your music choices. Let's have Pure Imagination from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Why this one? Um, a couple of reasons. Uh, it's a real nostal- nostalgic tune. Um, always, always makes me feel fantastic. You know that scene where they they walk into the into the chocolate room, um, and yeah, it's just a. It's I love the, the content of the the tune, like the, the the lyrics and the idea behind it. That there's this pure imagination that we can all kind of access. And it's just a wonderful creative energy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the chocolate room. Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Take a look and you'll see into your imagination. 
will begin with a spin traveling in the world of my creation what we'll see will defy explanation if you want to view paradise simply look around and view it Anything you want to do it Want to change the world There's nothing to it No life I know to compare with pure imagination Living there you'll be free If you truly wish to be thinking stuff that you're doing all the time that's really centered on other people what do you do for fun what what fills your boat um well obviously uh music um i do i do love doing that um and i'm a bit of a nerd not gonna lie uh i do love all of kind of like you know, star wars and popular culture and uh all those traditionally kind of nerdy things and, and one of those things actually is uh dungeons and dragons it's a role-playing game i've been playing it since i was about 13 years old um and yeah, i'm 31 now so long time uh and yeah I, i'm actually interestingly enough uh fortunate enough to get to do it as part of uh, my job as well oh that's cool so you actually you have a dungeons and Dragons. so are you a you're a, a dungeon master yep that's yep cool 
yeah, Game Master, Dungeon Master, yep. Um, so yeah, I, I run um, a couple of games of uh, fifth edition uh, Dungeons and Dragons at the art studio that I work at, um, and it's, it's been a real success actually. Uh, people really love coming and engaging um, with uh, with it. Uh, for those of you who don't know what it is or have heard about it, um, it's like a shared imagination experience. Um, you kind of tell a story together. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons is very much kind of fantasy setting, so kind of Lord of the Ringsy, you know, swords and wizards, you know, evil skeletons and, and that such. Um, but you can also have there's also different kind of role playing systems where you could do you know like stuff in space or modern or uh, you know like cavemen or anything you want. It's um, kind of like the song about it's your imagination really. Um, and what we do at the at the art studio is we kind of play with um, play with our imaginations, so to speak. That's a big part of of um, I personally I find meaningfully engaging with lots of different things is engaging that play kind of aspect of your of your uh, you know mind. Um, and it's just such a uh, for me at least I, I see it as such a an empowering tool and such a, an incredible opportunity for people to come in and play as a character. Um, because what happens is there's a there's a game master and they kind of set up the game and they uh, explain all of the different um, settings and, and other people and as a player you play as an avatar uh, a single kind of uh, character and you have like your statistics and there are some dice that you can roll some people are good at some things and some people are good at other things um, and you roll the dice and that's that kind of that chance that fate element because otherwise it'd just be um, a straight numbers game and um, yeah and you can you can have interacting and interesting conversations and it's all really kind of like improv theater stuff as well it's all really kind of um off the cuff very reactionary it's it's like reading a book but it's happening live in front of you and and you don't know what's going to happen and um as the game master as well as a lot of it is reacting really it's kind of like um aikido you're just redirecting energy and um you just uh you know like expanding and yes anding which is like a in a, a theater thing where you take something you know embellish it even more and, and, and have, give it back to people and stuff and it's um, it's really incredible. Um, it's this it's this experience that I've I haven't found anything else like it really. Um, just for its ability to kind of put you in any situation, any situation at all, and uh, have you kind of work through that in, in an environment where you're with your friends and you're with you know people who you you know kind of know and trust and talk about things that um, you know maybe you personally you know you wouldn't you wouldn't feel like comfortable but playing it playing as this character you can uh, you know overcome challenges and stuff that you might find difficult yourself and yeah this it's got so much so much potential for for fantastic experiences I would like to think that that would help people with their let's call it their real life if they miss the bus or something it, that being able to like navigate problems and things are you seeing anything like that um yeah, yeah. So, uh, what what we kind of like some some of the situations we find ourselves in uh, are like there's there's a problem and, and and a lot of it's letting people sit in that in that space of, of something's gone wrong or, or you're stuck somewhere and you need to get out or, or whatever and and actually just sitting in that space and with other people as well, kind of like verbally kind of going over what the options are and like what can we do and working as a team and like coming and like finding doing doing problem solving in a, in a way that's like. It's a little bit kind of, you know, challenging because you're worried that your character is going to, something's going to happen to your, to your character or, you know, the, the world or the characters that you're invested in within this world or, you know, uh, whatnot. And, and kind of just that mental process of being able to, uh, you know, go over some of these things and, and experience some of these things where if you make the wrong decision, it's fine. You know, like that's, that something happens and then something else happens. Like it's not, it's not nearly as frightening, I guess you'd say, as real life, but it's paralleled. 
I have some questions to end the show and not very much time, mainly because one of those songs was very long. But it was good. I did like it. So we shall have to be quick. What is the biggest success you've had in the last couple of years? Um, I'd say The Great Sunday Shindig is probably one of the greatest successes. It's a, It was a music gig event for people with disabilities in the wider Dunedin community, um, organised by myself and uh, a wonderful guy called Steve Marshall, um, who plays in a band called Left or Right. Uh, he uh, is also a support worker at CT, and we coordinated uh, just a gig for people uh, with disabilities and in the wider kind of community because we realised that there aren't that many accessible, free, daytime, you know, wheelchair accessible places to have gigs. And yeah, it was pretty, um, it's pretty self obvious, and it was a raging success. But we haven't been able to do it for for a while. Cause it... You can do it again. Yes, yes, of course, definitely. So we are writing a book of these conversations. It's called Tomorrow's Heroes. It's our team of people doing good work. So you are in that team. What's your superpower? What got you into the mansion? Ooh, creativity and a dab of curiosity. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just happy to be here. (laughs) Uh, Do you consider yourself to be an activist? Uh, On some things. What are those things? Um, Nerd law, culture. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm I, I'm not uh, I'm I'm not an ov- overly activist, but if if someone wants to talk with me about something that I'm really passionate about, I will not hesitate to dive in with both feet. So, what motivates you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Um, what motivates me is um, that's a that is a, an incredibly deep and wonderful question. Um, I'll try and put it simply: um, having fun and being healthy, being happy and healthy. That's good motivation. So what challenge or opportunity are you looking forward to in the next year or two? Um, well, um, I'm kind of of the opinion that life will just throw whatever it does at you. Uh, you don't actually get a choice with what that is. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what life's going to throw at me um, and, and overcoming it, you know, one step at a time. And lastly, do you have any advice for our listeners? Yeah, have a fantastic day. I hope whatever whatever you're doing right now, um, you know, I hope you can just have take a moment to yourself, breathe, chill out, enjoy life, look at some birds or, you know, text someone you've been meaning to text. I don't know. Just enjoy life. We shall do. Mawera. Yeah. Benton, the only other person I've heard talk about being a DM with as much passion as you is my eldest son, David, who I, who lives in Wellington, sadly. Otherwise, I'd introduce you. But uh, it has been a real joy to hear you talking um, about the things that are important to you. And I really appreciate that you've shared your insight into the world uh, and that you're such a great supporter um, and give so much love and care to people who sometimes we just overlook in our society. And we shouldn't, we shouldn't overlook, um, but here you are being a champion. And I think it's wonderful. And we're lucky to have you in the world. And thank you for sharing with us today. Kilda. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me, Moira um, and Sam, your wonderful radio show and podcast. Um, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, yeah, I, I hope you guys uh, have a fantastic rest of your week. And I hope to talk again soon. Thank you. No worries. Come dance all around the world. Dance with the birds and the music. We want.
knocking at the door. A little girl in a long white gown, who came running to answer the door. A little man with a worried frown. The birds and the music. We want you to see the world. See all the beauty that surrounds you. Who came knocking at the door? Little man with a worried frown. Who came running to answer the door? A dragon and a man dressed up as a clown. Dance all around the world. All around the world with me. Dance with the birds and the music. We want you to see. Surrounds you, and so they danced until they came to a beautiful castle on a lonely hill. There lived a prince with his two wise tutors and two guards. Come, dance around the world with us," said the man in brown. "But no," cried the tutors, "for a prince must learn of law and justice. But a prince should also know the sound of the wind in the trees and the song of the crickets," said the man in brown. He must stay, they said, and learn of government and diplomacy. But surely a tutor, a teacher, should know the secrets of the moon and the feel of a mountain stream on his feet. Well, we must guard him, said the guards. Surely even a guard should know the feel of the wind on his face and the surge of life in his hands. And so the guards threw down their weapons, and the tutors put aside their books and gowns, and they threw open the castle gates and danced out into the fields. Their safe spaces around the world, brought to you by the Sustainable Lens Team, which is brought to you by Otago Polytechnic. We are broadcast on Otago Access Radio every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday afternoons at three, and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz. You can find us on Facebook and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We had a contribution today from Tahu Mackenzie. This is Blurter Dance All Around the World. I'm sorry, in Fakatani and in Dunedin we've been joined by Benton Glassy. That was Blowing Bubbles. We hope you enjoyed the show. Marty Wa. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.